Date of recording, the 31st of August, 2020. Song credit, Signal to Noise by Scott Buckley. Welcome to today's episode of Let's Talk Media with Vedant Akari. For today's episode, we're talking about TikTok, not the Kesha song. We're talking about the controversial social media app, TikTok. And my guest for today is Corey Leisure. Hey, Corey, welcome to the show. Hello, it's great to be back. Yeah, uh, for those who don't know, Corey was on my previous episode, dunking all over David Cage in our episode about the best and worst video games of the 21st century. So yeah, welcome back, Corey. It's great to be here. Um, that David Cage rant was one of the best I think I've given. I understand that you used to dislike TikTok, but now you really like TikTok. So you're a very interesting person to have on the podcast. Yes, yeah. So obviously TikTok's been around for a while, a lot longer than it seems. I guess it was high school I started um, hearing mention of it and early, like my freshman year of college, um, I thought it was just the dumbest thing. Like it's just Vine, but not funny. Like what's the point of this? Um, and then I got one and it's just swallowed my life wholesale. And so why did you get a TikTok? Was it just the curiosity? It mostly was, yeah, um, because some some of my roommates um, here at college loved it, and I was like, why? Like, what? Like, it just seems so dumb to me. And then they're like, no, trust me. Um, so I got it, and I never looked back. And what kind of content are you subscribed to or following on TikTok? If you don't mind me asking, TikTok isn't just like YouTube, where um, you like subscribe to specific channels and then those channels have like um, a few other channels that are related to it. You follow some people and then uh, basically the, the hallowed TikTok algorithm decides what you should watch next. And it's like kind of scary accurate, like pretty much within an hour of downloading the app, I was seeing videos that I liked. So there are different sides to TikTok. There are uh, like little niches of creators. These usually have to do with like personality types, personality traits. Basically the default is like the dancing TikToks you see on Instagram. And that's what uh, we call straight TikTok. Mostly for like, you know, straight people doing dances, whatever, having fun. That's like basically the default. And then there are like other layers beneath that. So I'm like on like alt TikTok, gay TikTok, trans TikTok and frog TikTok. I am neither alt, gay, trans, nor a frog, nor do I own a frog. I don't know why I'm here, but I'm loving it. Is it true that a lot of content on TikTok is cringy or is there actually like a lot of good content on there? Because I think that's what I've noticed too is a lot of cringy dancing and what have you. I don't like the word cringe. The internet is a very hostile place and the idea of people genuinely enjoying things is uh, the antithesis of what a lot of people define as mature, uh, quote unquote. Like Rick and Morty fans, you know, people often um, think that with maturity comes cynicism. And so if someone um, genuinely enjoys something, genuinely enjoys like these TikTok dances or a lot of these trends, then that's immature and so-called cringy. 
For me, there aren't a lot of TikTok trends that I cringe at. The only ones I don't like are the ones I find like genuinely concerning. A lot of creators on TikTok use the platform as like a coping mechanism. And, and this is true for most social media. Like people will vent on their Finstas, their fake Instagrams. People will like um, make a, um, make an anonymous Tumblr blog to talk about their problems. It's a thing, people want connection. People want other people to, you know, hear their problems. Um, and I think that's a mostly normal thing. But what's strange about TikTok is that like, you're not just typing out your problems, you're saying them, you're on camera. And so people will uh, like, started doing some, some trends where they would just like cry on camera. Um, or like, I once saw a TikTok of someone like in an ambulance whip out her phone and like, hi, TikTok, I'm in an ambulance right now. And that's very strange to me. You're in an ambulance, your first thought isn't, am I okay? It's, I should put this on TikTok. Those are the kind of trends um, that I'm not a huge fan of. But <laughs> even then, I wouldn't call them cringy. They're just like, you know, concerning. And so there is a concern of underage users on TikTok being creeped on by much older people. So, you know, I've, I've read that a lot recently, but when that happened, regardless of social media platforms, that's what I think sometimes. So from what you've noticed, is it just worse on TikTok? Yeah, I think you're right. I think these popular social medias, especially the ones that promote images like TikTok and Instagram, I don't want to say drive, but there's this inherent thing with these social medias uh, where like you want to be attractive, it incentivizes um, sexuality. And you obviously you can see this all over Instagram and of course on TikTok as well. Young impressionable people will see these older uh, creators making this sexualized content and they'll think, I wanna do that. And so they'll do it. And then, um, and I'm not saying they're wrong for doing it, they can do whatever they want, but that does um, open them up to these unfortunate circumstances where like older, you know, men, or I guess sometimes women will creep on them. I'm not blaming these underage people um, for these circumstances. I also think that it's just a general problem with the internet. I don't think it's something inherent to TikTok. I don't think it's any worse on TikTok, except that if it happens more on TikTok, it's because it just, that app has more users than a lot of other apps. From what I've noticed, um, TikTok just leans a, a lot younger than say Facebook or maybe even Instagram. So maybe that's why you hear more of it happening on TikTok, even though it does exist across all platforms. Yeah, yeah, that could be it. And TikTok does, um, I guess, cater to younger audiences more, but I'm not sure if that's because of the way TikTok functions or if it's just because like the youngins got to it first and there hasn't been enough time for like the older generation to, you know, hop on the app. Although I have seen like plenty of middle-aged to even like older people um, on the app, you know, making content that I would say is just as interesting, just as fun as like, you know, the younger people. What are your thoughts on President Trump? Um, I think he signed an executive order that says that TikTok has to be bought by an American company by September 15th. Otherwise, it'll get banned in the US. I don't know if that's 100% right, but 
the U.S. is looking at banning TikTok due to privacy concerns. I was wondering if you had any thoughts about that. Now, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know a whole lot about corporate law, much less international corporate law. But, you know, from what I've seen, he's only doing this because TikTok embarrassed him. Because for the Oklahoma rally, they were just giving out free tickets. And so like 100,000 TikTok users, myself included, um, like pre, pre-registered for seats and then obviously didn't show up. And there were 100,000 seats with no people in them. And that was just a hit to his ego. I don't think he has any real uh, privacy concerns, especially because like Facebook is taking the same amount of information, if not more than TikTok. So I don't think the privacy is that big a deal. And if it was, what information is the Chinese government going to get out of a 21-year-old college student who's making TikToks about like the, the fact that he wears Hawaiian shirts and acts like a dad sometimes? For the vast majority of people in America, we are not a security concern. And to ban it from like military personnel and government officials, I think that makes perfect sense. I think that maybe should have been done a while ago. Um, But to ban it for all users in America, that doesn't sit right with me. I think he just got embarrassed and he's using uh, the executive order. You know, he's using his powers for ill. And I think that's it. I forgot to ask, what kind of TikTok content do you create on your account? I create all kinds. Um, I, I had one TikTok go viral. It got 900, as of, as of right now, I'm looking at it as 976.9 thousand views. Wow, that's a lot. It's a lot. And uh, most of my other content is just um, me randomly following trends. Um, not even trying to get famous just because I think they're fun. So yeah, it's, it's, I don't have like a brand. Um, But this does lead me to something I really wanted to talk about, which is the idea that TikTok, it is so easy to get famous on TikTok. That TikTok that I told you that uh, got famous, that blew up, went viral. um, That was like my fourth TikTok ever. That was the fourth video I made on the app. Um, And that's kind of just how the app works. Like if you follow the trends, if you use popular sounds, um, as like backtracks, uh, backing tracks for your videos, you're gonna show up on a lot of For You pages, you're going to get famous eventually. Um, it's basically just a matter of when. And so uh, TikTok is really like Timmy's first viral experience. Like it, TikTok is um, for a lot of these impressionable kids, like their first experience of fame. And because it, as long as, um, yeah, and if you just keep pumping out content on a consistent basis, like every single day, you will gain a following. You will get famous. Even if you only have like a thousand, maybe like 5,000 followers, like you will have followers and all those followers aren't going to be from your school. They're going to be random strangers. So this is really the first time that a lot of people are coming in contact with fame. And I don't know if this is a good thing. I think sometimes it is. I think um, maybe it, it'll uh, it, it'll teach. I think it teaches people to um, generate this kind of content that really the only way to make it 
in the entertainment industry is to consistently pump out content. And this is a very low stakes way to learn how to do that so that you can kind of make a career freelancing in an artistic space, which uh, even 10 years ago was so much harder. And now if you have a pop, if you have a million followers on TikTok, like you can set up an Etsy shop, you can get uh, paid promotional content, like you can start um, making a living much easier uh, artistically than you would have otherwise. On the other hand, now you're famous. Now people like expect you to create content every single day. And that puts a lot of pressure on these 13, 14, 15 year olds uh, who have never had to deal with this sort of thing before. And so like on one hand, um, I think it's really great because it gives creators um, a much broader, you know, much easier chance at making a living doing what they love. On the other hand, it could be really damaging if you're not ready for it, if you become famous too quickly, or if the fame, if you're not the sort of person that like can handle that sort of fame. So I think it's going to be really fascinating to see how TikTok changes um, the landscape of entertainment media to come. And I think it will, and I think it has. I think um, entertainment has fundamentally changed in the past two or three years. If it does get bought out by Microsoft, I think it would become more corporate and there would be more maybe microtransactions on it. So it would be much more annoying to use the app. But also, we could still keep using the app that we all love so much. Um, so it might not be such a bad thing. But we'll, again, we'll just have to wait and see. I'm going to talk more about the future. So where do you see the future of, I guess, TikTok from here and just social media in general, since you said that TikTok really changed the game in terms of video content? So uh, I think we're seeing this already in something like Quibi. And Quibi, of course, is basically a streaming service on your phone. And they create original content in like 10 minute bite-sized chunks. I think more companies are going to start going with this bite-sized content idea of um, just having a lot of uh, maybe a lot more niche content um, and just like more, a much broader appeal. Like not just, uh, like I think for movies, right? We're not going to be seeing these tentpole Avengers movies anymore. I think we're going to be seeing way more of these like smaller indie films or even way more short films um, on these apps. Way more content is going to be user created, which of course has been the trend for the past, I guess, 10 years. Um, but yeah, I think a lot more of it is going to be on our phones and I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I think that's just how it is. Um, I also think that it's going to be much more user focused, like the TikTok algorithm. The TikTok algorithm reads what videos you watch, what videos you like, what videos you share, and then it uh, spits out what it thinks uh, you would enjoy. And of course, this is a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so um, users of TikTok have become much more accustomed to this, like I get on the app, I get a minute of content. If I don't like it, I go to the next one. TikTok users are getting used to getting exactly the type of content they want whenever they want it. Um, and some people see this as a bad thing. Um, and the, I guess the way I described it might seem like a bad thing, but I don't know. 
Um, I think we'll just have to see what happens. I think this is a moment in history where we are seeing um, more of what we want than what we don't want. Like going to a movie theater 20 years ago used to be, you went to the movie theater, there were movies, you saw one, you might like it, you might not. It was kind of a crapshoot. But nowadays, like, obviously, obviously with Netflix, um, you see more of what you want. But with TikTok, it's kind of um, the pure distilled version of this, where like, you only get what you want, basically, and you get it within a minute of opening the app. And I think it's going to be really fascinating to see what happens next. Frankly, I don't know what will happen next. I guess it depends on if Quibi is successful. Um, and if it is, then obviously more, um, obviously more companies are going to go with that kind of approach. And if not, um, and I frankly have no idea what could happen next, but I'm very excited to see. All right, so do you have any final comments about anything we discussed or forgot to discuss about TikTok? I think TikTok is way more fascinating than people give it credit for especially people who don't have the app and only see um, who only see the dancing videos. Um, because of course that's not all it is. There are these very tight-knit communities on TikTok. Um, there are inside jokes. There are trends that um, don't go across the whole app that only stay within a certain like three to 500 users maybe that the rest of TikTok will never see. Um, and it's really fascinating to see these kinds of social things pop up in an app where it's just scrolling through videos. You know, there are no message boards. Uh, there are no like, um, like you can go to individual pages. There are no like set groups. I don't think there's even a group chat system. You just make a video, a single video and you can make a series of videos, but that's it. You can make a video at a time, max one minute. And so I think it's really fascinating to see how these communities can grow out of something that seems to be against the growth of communities. Like um, when you first get onto TikTok, it's, it seems very individualist. It's very, this is my content. You have your content, but this is mine. And we all have trends that we share. But besides that, each user's content is our own. And recently uh, from what I've seen, that's not really the case. Like the deeper you get onto TikTok, the more you see these communities, um, that like frog TikTok, for instance, there's a whole, there's a whole subsection of TikTok dedicated to frogs. And like people will um, post on each other's accounts. Um, there'll be crossovers per se. Um, and I just, I think it's really fascinating um, to see how these trends these groups uh, change over time. All right, Corey Leisure, thank you so much for agreeing to be on my podcast, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. Of course, always great to be here. <laughs>